Hey, today's stuff is stuff Gimel, and we begin a few lines down. But Amru, in other words, when you have a martef, a wet, in terms of what rows do you say you have to check it? We said We saw that was a machloket in um, in the Mishnah, and the Mishnah we had the machloket Beit Shammai Beit Hillel. Beit Shammai says Shteishrot al pnei kol hamartef across the entire stack of all in the cellar, whereas Beit Hillel says Shteishrot only the two outer top ones. Now, there's very, how we understand that we're going to address in the Gemara today. So, Rav, first starting with Beit Shammai, Rav Chuna says B'Shem Rav, that's Kol Folkamin Gem. As you can see in the picture on the right, I just shared the screen, um, you can see it's, the, the assumption is, of, is that it's in the back of the cellar. It's not in the middle of it. So it's stacked up against the wall all the way to the sides. So therefore, it's the whole face in front of you and the top row, like I've sort of highlighted in the yellow. However, Tani Bar Kafra, he says, Kol Folkamin Shtei Gamin. Understanding here is it's actually two planes, the first two vertical planes and the top two horizontal planes, as you can see in the next picture. So two gamin, which is, might be new to you in terms of uh, understanding the Mishnah. Fine. Now, the Gemara says, what happens though, if you place it in the middle of the house? So in that situation, every outer face you have to be concerned for. So according to the first opinion that says you only have to worry about one gem, then you have to take off like two planes on each face. So what I've tried to show, it's very, it's difficult. I mean, the truth is the pictures in the Gemara that I have here, the, the Osvahadra one that uh, has Reb Chaim's Perushim on it, the pictures are much better than this. But the idea is you just take okay, two planes from every area. And, that, and what I've tried to show on the left-hand side is the what's left over that you wouldn't be checking. So not very much. However, so, what, sorry, sorry, not two, one plane on each face. So that face, that face, the top, the back and the side. Okay. However, if you have a look at Barkav, what you mean to say by that, but there, as you, you left the middle, that, that's the that's the um, the, the middle the, part, the middle Sorry? part. That's the that's middle part. Middle. You're not checking, correct? That's all covered by the outer part, which you there make yellow. Correct, correct. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to show in the picture. And Adalta the Barkafra that says actually it's two gemim. You've got to wear what about two layers on every plane? Well, then Mashtoshtecha lookot, and when you're left with really not very much, you can see in the next picture. So you're taking from the, the front, the back, the side, the top, the other side, all sides, and then, like, we're not really taking it off, but those areas you have to really check. Okay. Um, fine. Next. Hayasu Madrigot. What happens if it looked like it wasn't stacked perfectly? It looked like Madrigot, like this. What would you do in that situation? So once again, call for Gamim. So every exposed plane, according to the first opinion, which was Rav Khuna, you have to check that row, the top, and the out. So here, as you can see in this picture, every step I'm checking the vertical and the horizontal plane of it. Okay. However, according to the other shita, which was shitat Varkafra, um, just for memory, he says actually you've got to worry about two planes. So you'd also have to check these ones here. You can see the difference in the two different pictures because it's two vertical that's exposed and two horizontal that's exposed. Okay, and you go to the next step, it'll be like that, and then it'll continue on like that. Okay, that's kind of how it works. Now, Rav Yaakov Bar Acha says B'shem Rachiske, the Shimon Bar Bas says B'shem Rav Yochanan. When you're trying to understand Shittat Beit Hillel, what Shittat Beit Hillel? Because again, let's get the Lash on the Mishnah. The Lash on the Mishnah was Shurat, um, it was Shtei Shurot Hachitzonot Shehem Elyonot. The two outer rows that are the top rows. What does that mean? So according, to, so according to the first opinion, it's the, as you can see, the top row and also the other top row, but behind it, as you can see in the picture. However, you've got another opinion is Tana, 
actually means shalamata mimeno. Now the assumption shalata mimeno means you might think it's a top row and the row underneath it still but on the front plane, like you see in the picture on the left. Okay. However, the Tamim thought to say, and it will take us a while to the end of the Amor to see if to correct this, they thought to say, the shita that says you go behind, you also do the one below it. Okay? So it's not really the top row and the row behind it, but it's the top row one behind and the one beneath it. And the shita that says the one, the brighter that says the Tanya Shilmata Mimeno just means the front, the, the top row and the one and the row underneath it, like you can see there. Okay, clear? Um, pictures hopefully make that much clearer. Okay, so I'll read inside. Um, um, why kolsha ken? I read the Reb Chaim. Because the row beneath it is much closer than the one behind it. So if he's going to say the one behind it, Kavachomish should be the one underneath the top row. Okay. Well, if he's an inta bodek, then in that situation, you'd be bodek yimushrot kazel, like I've shown in the picture here. Um, and fine. Let's go. So, uh, what the Mishnah is telling us, you, you check the shtura el and also obviously the shtushor el yonah, and kavachomer, the one beneath it. Okay. Now, the Gemara asks the following question. Sorry, I meant to do this as a picture, but I forgot to. Nishamesh bachatsir shura. I'll try and explain it like, uh, like this one. Okay. What if I checked only these first three, as you can see in the picture here? But I didn't, I mean, not checked. Sorry, start again. I didn't check it. I only used wine from those three. Okay. What, how does it impact what else I need to check? So, that one that I've checked, I need to not just check the row behind it, the row underneath it, basically what I just said. So it would be, again, I use these first three over here. So I have to check the three beneath it and three behind it. The question about what about over here next to, to the right, to deeper in, as you can also further to the right, if you're facing it. Okay, so do we say that I also have to check underneath and across? Now it seemed to be it seemed to be obvious that the top full top row would have to be checked, according to the Gemara. Why? Because if you're accessing those, it's quite easy that you may have just put things to the right as 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 you were mistapek as you were taking things out of it. The question is, do I have to also extend my checking just like the ones that I have been Mr. Pekmimeno? Also, like just those I've checked behind it and below it, do I also have to do to the, again, to the right, these other ones that I didn't miss Pekmimeno? That's the suffix of the Gemara. Now the Gemara says as follows. Now, based on what I've just said, what we're about to read, these pictures, every single picture in every single picture book is completely wrong. I'll tell you why in a minute. Because it says as follows. How did the tamer that which we said, you have to worry about the rows below it. That's the mechul a lot, where they aren't, where they're sort of offset a little bit, where there's space on the rows below it to put things on top of them. If they're stacked properly, that would be sufficient. Now, just to make, make that clear, you know, that's when I, when do I have to check two rows? That's the halal ben shurot when there's some sort of space between the two rows. I can be concerned. There might be chametz between the chaviot. If they're stacked upon each other, like we've been showing in the pictures and like in, in, in every other picture book, then it's simply I can just simply check the top shura. That'd be enough. Okay. So now, so again, it's not like the pictures. In other words, it has to be possible that I could have. So, let's put it this way, the Chametz could have landed on the road below it. Now, the reason why I say landed is because that's what the Quran asks. This is a question we, ra- we raised yesterday. Hadad Atama, you're telling me that means Shachashashul and Afila. 
The fact that you've turned it this way, that it's only if it's kind of offset or raised in such a way that there's space between the two different rows, that's when I have to check the row below it. That means I'm choshesh lapidah, the lung fell down. Uh, so the Gemara says, no. Amar of Pinchas de Yafo says, no. Ani omer Rather, he's saying, no. It could be that the reason why, why when it's offset, I have to check it, is not because I'm choshesh lapidah, it's just that when I was stacking it up and placing it there, I may have left some chametz there. So you maybe took a barrel down and placed it up. Now that's that's going to be, um, we have to be careful here. So I'll read you Reb Chaim. Um, two very important points. He says, you know, read the whole thing because it's important. The concern is maybe when I was putting the, the chaviot there, maybe he placed a bit of chametz there. Nonetheless, all I need to check is only the two rows. But why? If I'm concerned, I place, as I'm stacking it up, there could be chametz in there. Why don't I check the rows behind it? So he says, very importantly, it says, because, um, because, because, uh, you know, there's a mission later on that if you had chametz in a house and it completely collapsed and it's a place where a caliph can't reach or people can't reach, you don't have to bother checking that. So therefore, any deeper rows, even if someone could have left it there that was stacking up the barrels, it's considered as if it's mevoir. You don't have to worry about it. The only concern is if there's space, there's place for chametz to there. Because in general, if it's a futzot, it's not the way of people to leave chametz there because there's no real place to leave it. Okay, fine. Now, the apagav. Now, we also learned yesterday regarding, if you recall, the storehouse, the otzar. We said the chamarim, when they come there and drop off the barrels, we don't have to worry about chametz being there. But now we're saying we're choshish for the person as he's stacking up the barrels in the martef, maybe put chametz there. Isn't that a kasha? So about martef, we say, that's different. Because that's regarding otzar. But martef, shashamash mesadran chashinan. In other words, when we're talking about the Oitzar before, we had Chamarim, or the Behemim was referred to, as the people that really, you know, experts in the way testing the wine, it wouldn't be Chametzia. But here, when it's in your house, meaning with the Martef, is we said that was the place you missed up Pekmimeno. That the Shamash, that person attendant would be bringing in, that's when a Choshesh, that maybe as he was stacking up their barrels, a place there. And now another point he adds, a really important, the Rebchaim, he's going to skip a little bit. Um... Now, before, if you recall, we said that, remember there were two different ways of understanding Shir Beit Hillel. Either it was like the picture on the right I have on the screen that was where and one behind it, or it was one and one below it. And the Habu Bain Meimer in the beginning, that the Shir that says it's also behind it, must be also the, the one below it as well. So it says, that which they thought to say in the beginning the reason why the Gemara says Habu they thought to say this because that was based on the Havamina that you want your Choshish in the Nefila. So if you're, check, if you're checking the top and behind the Kalvachoma, check the one below because the Choshish is Mashu Nafal. But now we're going to the Maskana, it sounds like that it's actually not the case. Meaning the Shida that says you check the top row and the one behind it, you're not, you don't need to check the row below it. Again, that's why that's why I said you have to really wait till the end of this Amud to see the resolution of Hobbinamema. However, he says also Inami maybe or maybe not that Lithinemero is a mormable R and therefore it's a different situation, but I'll leave that uh leave for the time. Okay. Let's um let's now continue with the Gemara. In Khoshim Shemagara Hulda. Stop the share. In other words, once you've checked the house, you have to be concerned that maybe a Hulda 
brought chametz from house to house. So after now, five minutes later, go do bedikah again. If that's the case, if I'm cautious for one, I have to be cautious for the next, and cautious for the next, and then uh, it's going to be impossible. So we have to understand what the Gemara means, why it's going to be impossible. So let's have a look. So Firstly, he said the mission doesn't make any sense. Why? Because just because you're choshesh mi bayit labayit, which is close, what does it mean I should be choshesh mi ir kavachomer? That's a greater distance away. That doesn't make any sense. So therefore, he says, you read it like this. If I'm choshesh mi ir le ir, I have to be choshesh mi chatzah lechatzah. And if I'm choshesh mi chatzah, I'm choshesh mi chatzah lechatzah. So in other words, im choshesh mi ir le ir, at choshesh mi chatzah lechatzah. Im choshesh mi chatzah lechatzah, choshesh mi chatzah lechatzah, im choshesh mi chatzah lechatzah, at choshesh mi bayit lebayit. So in other words, he flips the whole mission around because he says the kabba kabba doesn't make any sense. However, Rabbi Yossi says, no, I feel the community can even read like this. Atihi. In other words, in, in other words, ein choshesh in shema gora chuldu mi bayit lebayit. Meaning, I read your Korbaneda, he said a bit more succinctly, he says, it's all about the chashash tzad. It's talking about the ein choshashin tzad. Meaning, if I'm not choshash mi bait la bait, then I'm also not choshash mi makom la makom. And I'm not, and as, as we continues, mean ein choshim agrol mi bait la bait. What does it mean? If you can serve from house to house, let's, sorry, he's going to fleshing out the Kalbachomer first. You have to worry about you're not at a further distance. Also, uh, you have to worry about. So, um, in other words, the Kabachomer is working the other way around, talking about the not Khashash rather than the Khashash. So, I'm not Khashash by the Bait, that's after the Mishnah. If I'm not Khashash by the Bait, then I'm not Khashash by the Makom. If I'm not Khashash by the Makom, then I'm not Khashash by the Makom, then I'm not Khashash by the Now, why is that so important to say it that way? Because, why is it in the Debar Sof? Because if I'm concerned, me bait le bait, how can I, how can anyone ever be certain that their house is checked for chametz? Because the only way you could check for chametz and be certain that maybe my next door neighbor didn't check yet and the chulda shemar gara chulda born in my house is if they said they, they, you, 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 yeah, the, the, the azakot going on saying now's man biur chametz or whatever. And everybody simultaneously biur chametz at the same time and check everywhere at the same time. It'd be a massive it's yeah. absolutely impossible. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 now he understands Batochamod meanings during Cholamoed itself. That's where Chaim explains it. You've got to check also Acharmor, meaning after Pesach. Now, why are you checking for Chametz after Pesach? Well, because Chametz Shavar Lava Pesach, it's also to get Hana from. So you've got to be Choshesh for that Isur. Okay? It's Isur Midrabanan, importantly. Okay? So what does Rabbi Huda say regarding all this? It's not clear. All we know the three is Mambadikha. What if he didn't do this Badikha? We'll see in the Gemara. Now, that which he leaves over, say, for breakfast, 
Yanichel Betzian, you should put it in a careful place. So you don't have to do Bidikar after. Again, what's that mean? We'll discuss in the Gemara. Okay, let's start the Gemara. Rabbi Hudomer, I'm Rabbi Yochan. Time to Rabbi Let me just share the sheets with you again, um, because I just want to show you the Psukim inside so we don't lose track. Okay, so here, let me just scroll down here. So it says in the Torah three times, Lo uh, First is in Sefer Shemot. It says Matzot Yaachel et Shivat et Shivat Yamim v'Lo Yirel Lachachamet v'Lo Yirel Lachasor. That's twice. And in Sefer Devarim it says v'Lo Yirel Lachasor b'Chol Gvulcha Shivat Yamim. Okay, so that's three times Yirael. So you understand the so three times of Mikan Samchu. If you like to do three different Bidikot. okay, sounds like Samchu as opposed to Indorite. That's where El Chaim explains it. But the Gemara says, but one second, if you want to talk about not having chametz in your possession, there are other psukim. They've got next pasuk down. Also in, in um, Sefer Shemot, uh, the the parak prior to that, Shivat Yamim Matzot Tachelu, Achbim Rishon Tashpitzu Sovavatachem. You've got to remove chametz from your house. So why do you say now you have to do four bedikot then? So he says no ba'asehu. That's a mitzvah. Asehu. We're talking about the mitzvah lot asehu. That's what he's somech on. But one second, we've got another pasuk down below. Again, a few psukim later that says Shivat Yamim So Oloi Matzev Batechem. That's a lot asehu. So it says once again Vaktiv So Oloi Matzev Batechem. So Amar Rabbi Yossi says, "Mekemen shezet zarich lezeh." Says no, because bal yireh or bal yamatzeh lo yireh ve lo yamatzeh. The two psukim are they needed to inform on one another? They go in concert with one with one another. You'll see in a moment that is kemishu kolam echad. It's if they're one. It's one mention of it, so it doesn't count lo yamatzeh for that reason because it's like part of the other one. Why do we need lo yireh ve lo yamatzeh? In other words, or bal yamatzeh. It says lo yirelacha because this is lo yirelacha. Itilmer hifgid etzlo. Because it says you sh- your chametz, you shouldn't see. You might think if a goy was mafkid chametz by you, importantly, and you makabel achrayut, you took responsibility for it, such that if it was, I mean, happened to pay him back, then you would think that would be mutar because it's not yours. Tamaloma, that's what the Torah says. Lo yimatze, you should not find any chametz in your house. Okay, so the, now why? So I understand why I need yimatze. Why does yimatze need lo yareh? Because ilo yimatze ba'tachem ha'iti omer yichel lo ba'it yasur. That if, however, the goy gave me chametz and I said, this area is yours, I would think even in that situation, because it's a say, I wouldn't be able to do so. The Gemara says, which is basically what we do with when we, um, we sell our chametz, right? We mayachet makom and say, you know, this belongs to the, 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 the nokri. So because if I just said lo I would think I'm not allowed to do that because I'm finding chametz in my house. That's why you need lo So that's how you see that, in other words, it's only if it's your chametz. And not that of a goy. Okay, so that's how we understand. That's why the lawyer and the needed to go together. So that's why Rebbe doesn't count them as two psukim, if you like. Okay, um, so ha keitzah. So uh, one second, tamalom alayir lecha. Tamalom alayir lecha. One second. I'll go over again because I lost my place in the Gemara. So lawyer lecha iti omer if kidetz lo yemutar as we said tamalom alayir matzav lechem. Ilo matzav lechem iti omer yechelo bay yaso tamalom yir lecha. That would be asur. Meaning, effectively, becomes yours because you took responsibility for it. If you put it aside and said, this is your space, then it would be mortar, as we said. Okay. Now, we've got a cash on Rabbi Yehuda. The time Rabbi Yehuda says, There are three times Rabbi Yehuda said you have to check for chametz. As we said, the night, the morning, and time biur. As we said in the Mishnah, that if you don't check it, or ba'asa, you check yivdok ba'abasa. Tzurich levdok, and um, so, so you also you have to check ba'abasa as well. And it continues and continues, and even on the moed you have to check. So what's a kasher of Yehuda? 
The Kasha Rebbe is as follows. I don't understand. It seems according to Rebbe Huda, the last time you ever have to check is Man Biur. However, the Gemara says that doesn't make sense. You have to do three checks. Not just one, you have to do three checks. That Rebbe Huda is so machmir to require three checks even before Man Biur arrives. Right? So, in as Bashash, if you didn't do Bidika Chametz and you're in the Moed, so why does the Mishnah not mention that Rabbi Yehuda agrees also in the Mishnah with Rechachamid that if you don't do Bidik, you have to check during, during the Moed itself. In other words, if Chametz is not Asur yet, Rabbi Yehuda requires you to you do Bidika. Then Kabachomer, at the time when it is Asur to you in the Moed, you should do Bidika. Why is it not mentioned there? So in other words, what then is Machloka Rabbi Yehuda and Chachamim? So the Gemara says, no, Lot Sorcha. In other words, yes, Rabbi Yehuda would agree with the Chachamim that you have to do Bidik if you didn't do Bidika during Moed. What is the point of machlok if we do chachamim? Lot sorcha dala, meaning im lomat batak betocham moed yivdochacham moed. In other words, the machlok of the yehudin chachamim is what happens if you didn't check during Pesach? It didn't, sorry, before Pesach, during Pesach. What about after Pesach? Now it's it's chachamim who say, oh, isud rabbanan of isurana of chametz shavala Pesach. You still have to do bedikah, and it's on that Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it's okay. You don't need to do bedikah past that point. Okay. Next, Umashu Mishayer. That next case is, in other words, that which he leaves over, we said in the Mishnah, where you have to leave it in private. So you don't have to check after it. Now, Ketzer said, what should you do? The Mishnah says, You don't just put it on the table, you have to cover it over. What happens if you did cover it over? And you come in the morning, you lift up the, the pot under which the Chametz is, is hiding, and you don't see it there. And Omer Ani, Ani Omer Yad Natalto. It's impossible that it escaped on its own. It must be that someone took it out. And therefore, you don't have to do Bidikar after it. However, Lo Kafa Alavkli. If you didn't cover it over, and it's possible it was Mit Pazer, it was scattered around the house. In other words, you didn't cover it, Kliva Lo Matzotova Bait, Sarich Bidik, you have to do Bidikar. Okay. Next, it says, What about Shar Kolabatim? Lo Yutri Bidikar. If I'm concerned, I'll have Chametz out. And what happened is I have to be concerned now mit pazer because I didn't cover it over. Do I have to be concerned about shar kol batim? Reb Chaim says it's a bayah here. It's a question. Um, in words, even if I let's say I left it out on the on the on the kitchen table, I come back in the morning and it's not there. So I have to be choshes mit pazer. But then I check the house thoroughly, and there's no chametz anywhere to be found. Do I now have to be choshish if it's not on my house? Maybe it's now gone to my friend's house. That's what the concern is. This is different to Shema Garachulda. But this is the question is, I know there was chametz there and it's now gone. Um, so do we do Do we say, Talin, and do we now say someone else took it? Or we maybe, that's a question. So we can learn it from the following. Let's say someone lost a kazayim min amet, which is a source of tumah babayit. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, um, fine. In other words, from a corpse. Um, and he checked the house thoroughly and he couldn't find it. We say the house is tahor. Now, however, if you do find it, then it's tamel amafrei. We don't assume it's a different piece of basar. We say that, okay, it was always there the entire time. Now, that case where we said you checked the house and you, and you didn't find it, we said the bait's tahor, can inform on our case of the chametz that you left uncovered and vice versa. So how do we say? They can inform one another. We can learn one, one from one to each. So it says, Hadi Who ibed? Who hinyach? 
Meaning, in our Mishnah, we said, even if you know you placed it on the table, but you didn't cover it over, we assume that it was scattered. So, too, that informs the case of Tumatamet. Because the case in Tumatamet, we said, if you lost it, you might think, if I know where I placed it and it's gone, maybe I don't have to be worried it's scattered somewhere in the house. Maybe I can just say, someone, I can assume someone else took it. The fact from our Mishnah that's Mechalik between if it's covered over or left exposed means that that distinction also applies to the Gazite men and men in the house. You can only say, oh, someone took it if it was covered over. If it wasn't covered over, I have to be cautious that it's somehow scattered somewhere around the house. But also that informs in our case, meaning, meaning, because in the case of Tumatamet that was lost in the house, we said, all you have to check is that house. And if you don't find it anywhere, we say the Beit Tahor. It doesn't say, go check your neighbor's house as well. So the fact that in that case it says your only your only concern is that bait means in our case as well, if the person left the chametz out exposed and they checked the whole house thoroughly and they couldn't find it anywhere, we say you don't have to worry about the next door neighbor's houses because again you learn from the case of Tumamet to our case. Okay. Yes, do the neighbor do the neighbors have to worry about that? That's what we're saying. We're saying no. We say absolutely no. You don't have to worry. Uh, no one has to worry about. It. No one has to worry about. It. Correct. That's exactly the point. That's that's what we learned from the Tumamet case. Now. However, in a moment, according to Rabbi Yehuda, even the house itself wouldn't have to worry about it. Now, why? We'll learn from the following case. I'm Rabbi Yehuda with a Tosefta that says, there was a mice of a shifchat or shel masik. Mosik is someone who, that's when you pick olives. So it was a shifchat of a mosik echad, she cast away her miscarried fetus to a boar. Ubako and the coin came and looked over the boar, but Sisla died and wanted to say, what did you throw down there? And he didn't realize it was Tumat Amet. And, and the question was, was he being ma'ahild? Was he acting as an ohel? Was he covering over a met? And the nephil is metame ohel. Okay? So, and the chachamim says, says, He doesn't have to worry because the met wouldn't have stayed there. It's a way of, like, it's a bardalis, it's a, like a cheat, I think it is, or chulda, like a weasel. These weasels and creatures would have dragged it away. So you see, therefore, the understanding is that that just like in that case, the coin didn't be worried that the creature would have pulled it away. So too in our case as well. You looked in the house. Uh, you left. So you left on the kitchen bench. You come back in the morning. It's gone. You can assume there was garachol. That's the assumption. The Gemara says no. No, you can't assume it's a chol that would have taken it because one's talking about flesh. The other one's talking about bread. When he says you can assume that, that I also want to get to the mission, it's the Fish of Sugya, but he says, in other words, that case, you can, Rabbi Huda says, oh, you can assume a Gara or a Badlas, but not in our case. Then those Rabbi Huda would agree you need Dikr in a house. He says, and even if you want to say that these creatures also be interested in bread, it says, Basar will take and eat the whole thing. However, sorry, he'll even leave it behind. Okay, meaning you can still, so in other words, even Rabbi Yehuda would agree in our case that the house needs checking. However, Rabbana Nekisrin goes the opposite case completely. He, the Rabbana Kisri say, no, Rabbi Yehuda's not being mekil. He's, in our case, he'd be super machmir. Not just agree with Chachamim, he'd be more machmir. How? Rabbi Kisrin B'Shem Rabbao says, en choshin shem um, Rabbi Yehuda choshin. Meaning, they say in our Mishnah, it says, en choshin shem so You don't have to worry about a shem that's only Chachamim. That's, and in other words, our mission that says you don't have to worry about Garachulda, because Im Ken Eladabasov, we said. However, Yehuda is Machmir. In other words, because Rabbi Yehuda holds, um, in, in the case of the Shifcha, 
that you can assume a, a garach gulda. So, and we also said that it's going to menniach. So too, in the case of chametz, you should also be, well, that's, that was being makil, in the case of chametz, should be machmir. So you have to be concerned that for other houses that there might be a chulda that schlepped some chametz into your house. So forget in the Devarasov, Ari Yerub Chaim, he says, Amazing. In other words, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you are choshesheh maraga chulda. Sorry, according to Rabbi Kanat Raman, the Kisri, now Rabbi Yehuda is super machmir. And after everyone does bidik chametz, you have to lock your house. Otherwise, if you left your door open, maybe a creature came in, dragged something in. So in other words, it's Rabbi Yehuda's different dimension. Okay, etc. That's again how you how you bring it, how you sort of how do, how do we understand Rabbi Yehuda after we have that Tosefta with Garachulda and how it plays into our is it the same is it different is it more machmir more mekel um, and we're seeing basically all variants. Okay, said Kolto, have a good day, everyone. Thank you.